Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. O'Neal back taps it out to Conley and resets Donovan. Comes off a Gobert pick for an off-balance three, and he rocked it home. Big sequence right there. Jazz back within four. They give it to Clarkson, who always gets it to end a quarter. He works on Bagley, fires the three, swish, and the Utah Jazz will head to the fourth quarter, leading the Sacramento Kings by the score of 81-80 on the Jordan Clarkson three. He fights over the pick. Donovan trying to free himself. Crowd loves it. Donovan driving to the rack. Power throw it. Donovan Mitchell, magnificent. Turnover, fast break. O'Neal to Gobert, slam dunk. And the Utah Jazz beat the Sacramento Kings Friday night, 110-101. They improved to 2-0. Back at it tomorrow night against the Nuggets. PK, that was a game that was going back and forth, but when they needed to turn it on, when they needed a 10-0 run in the fourth quarter, they got it. Yeah. Something to be said for that. We are the better team. Yeah. And the Kings played with a lot of emotion for game two of the regular season. Obviously, well, they're, they're in a the different jazz. place. They're the big dog. So, yeah, you're trying to prove to yourself that we're good and beating the Jazz, that goes a long way towards proving it. And they couldn't get it done. They didn't get it done last night against the Warriors either. No, they didn't. They've dropped to one and two now. Uh, yeah, but that, that, that was plenty good. I don't understand why they have fall break now. <laughs> Three days off. <laughs> well, it's been a grueling two games. It's weird that we got to wait till tomorrow. It seems like they should be playing tonight. Agreed. <laughs> or they could have plugged the game in on Sunday and just played every other day. But I suppose they're trying to stay away from the NFL to a large degree. A few teams play on Sunday, but it wasn't a very big schedule. The Lakers always play on Sunday. Yep. I watch that game. Get my free package for the uh, next few days. Rudy Gobert pulling down another 20 rebounds. Mitchell scores 27. It's kind of, this is what they do. Oh, Hummer. This is who they are. Now, a little more excitement because the MVP is coming to town. And then another whole Hummer because they're playing Houston. I mean, you look at the schedule and assume well, they're going to start 3-1 and one or 4-0. and oh. I don't look at the schedule. And they're on their way so far. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Lakers. Here's Carmelo. Lebron is wide open. Got to take it. LBJ. Good move by Reeves. Gets in the paint. Open is Carmelo. This is the shot. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Quickly in the front court to Poole and takes a return pass. Over to Curry. Right side. Lots it fly. Three ball Curry. That quick release. Golden State on top. Porter to Curry. Fades and fires. Left wing. Three is true. Highlights as the Warriors beat the Kings. 119-107. Steph Curry. 27 points, 10 assists, and the Kings go down to feet again. The Warriors getting rolling, and Steph Curry making sure it happens. Lakers narrowly avert the 0-3 start. They beat Memphis 121-118. to Carmelo gave them 28. Yeah, that's not going to happen very much. Should Laker fans be worried about the Lakers? This is just a little blip at the start of the season. It's talking point now, and will be completely forgotten in February or March. Well, I think you're a Laker fan, so you are entitled to the title. Entitled to the title. I like that. 
And uh, so they think they're really good. I mean, they got all excited when they got Westbrook. I didn't see where he fits in. I don't think they're going to win the title. But Laker fans do because that's who they are, and that's what you expect. And more often than not, you're right. John Morant went for 40. Massive number, but not enough for the Grizzlies. Two of three with no, uh, well, tenth of a second left or whatever. And so he he was fouled on the three-pointer, and he made the first two, missed the third. LeBron James avoiding a major injury when Desmond Bain fell into him during that game. is attended to by team trainers, but ended up playing uh, 40 minutes, so... Said he felt sore. Says he'll be ready for the Spurs on Tuesday. I believe him. After a 1-2 start to the season, Nets forward Kevin Durant said the team is not waiting on Kyrie Irving to come in to save the day. Well, we're playing in a game. I'm not going to sit there and say, when we get down or it's a tight game, like, damn, we don't have enough. No. No one is going to lose confidence while we play in and hope Kyrie comes in to save us during the game. Nope. we got to play. Everybody here is confident in what they do. we just got to play. I agree. Move past that and go get the W. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Third down and seven. Tannehill firing deep left side. Got a man. Got a catch. Got a touchdown. Titans. Arthur one Brown. What a throw. What a catch. What a six. Burrow in the gun on third and two. He'll look to pass. Quick throw. Slant caught by Chase. Runs to the 30. Breaks on the pass. He's sprinting down the middle of the field. The Ravens 40. Pulling away at the 30. 20. 10. Touchdown. How great is Jamar Chase. 82 yards to the house. The snap. And fakes the run. Drops back the throw. Now flushed out of the pocket. Rolls right. Throws right. Caught in the end zone. It's a touchdown. And it's Christian Kirk. He dropped one earlier but hung on to that one. Second touchdown pass for Murray. Robert, I know when you guys can move the D in certain directions, you can kind of get an indication of just how bad it is. Are you guys thinking it's more PCL or could this be ACL? You know what? We'll know more tomorrow, Connor. There's uh, uh, initially we feel good, but you never know. Well, it turns out it is the PCL. It just, Adam Schefter just reported it that it's going to be two to four weeks for Zach Wilson. Pacific Coast League? No. Posterior cruciate ligament. <laughs> the ligament behind the ACL forms the X in the middle of the knee, stabilizes it, as you know, because you were pre-med. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Jets get blown out by the Patriots. Really put it on them. 54-13, to 13, and Zach Wilson will be out two to four weeks. Other highlights in there, you heard the Titans taking the Chiefs apart. Three points for the Chiefs. Worst offensive performance since... 2012, 27-3. The Titans improved to 5-2, tied for the best record in the AFC. Along with the Bengals and Ravens, you heard in there, the Bengals blowing the Ravens out in the second half. It was a close game. The Ravens actually took the lead early in the third quarter. And then it was just one Cincinnati touchdown after another. Impressive win, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was. Big win. Statement win. And that chase is a great player. 82, 83 yards on that touchdown. That was a long one. And Joe Burrow ends up throwing for 416 yards and three scores. Yeah, that's awesome. And the fourth team at 5-2, and two, in addition to Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Tennessee in the AFC, is the Raiders. Easy win over the Eagles. They dominated that game. They win 33-22. Derek Carr, 31-34 of 34 
for 323 yards. Yeah, 90% completion rate. That'll get it done. 2-0 since the big uh, coaching move. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple more teams at 4-2, Chargers and the Bills. So a cluster of teams there at the top of the AFC. Six teams separated by a half game, all sitting on two losses. In the NFC, Arizona is undefeated. A perfect 7-0. They breeze to an easy win over Houston, 31-5. And a lot of blowouts. Tampa Bay, a really easy win as the Bucs improved to 6-1. They beat the Bears 38-3. Tom Brady throws career touchdown pass number 600, and Mike Evans didn't realize it and gave the ball away. Lost a souvenir there. Lost some memorabilia. Packers went to 6-1. They controlled that game with Washington, and the Rams had to come from behind to beat Detroit, but they get it done. They were down 10 early in that game, but they win, and they are now 6-1 and one as well. The Cowboys are off their 5-1, so they can get that ball back if they wanted. Go find it. Pay for it. Yeah. Monday Night Football, the Saints and the Seahawks. 6-15 on ESPN. The Saints holding on to that last playoff spot in the NFC, or next to last playoff spot, I guess, in the NFC right now. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Up for Derek Wright. Caught. Did he get a foot in? You bet he did. Touchdown Utah State. Derek Wright. Logan Bonner looks for it all. Has a man. It is up. It is caught. It is a touchdown for Utah State. What a throw. Derek Wright. Put two on the board, young man. Sterling Utah's going nuts tonight. Waiting for the snap. Coles. Hold down. Kick is up. Looks good. It is good. Utah State holds on to beat Colorado State 26-24. They take control of the Mountain West Conference Mountain Division race. They are in first place with a half-game lead and tiebreakers over CSU and Air Force. Good spot to be in. they got Hawaii coming in this week. We will talk with Blake Anderson coming up at 930. You've been to Sterling, Utah? It's going nuts tonight. No, I had no idea what he was talking about. Oh, yeah, Sterling, you just... It's a tiny little town south of Manti on Highway 89 in central Utah. I've never been to Manti on Highway 89 in central Utah. It's a good burger joint down there. I wish you would check it out, PK, and play Palisade State Park. He almost ran out of breath there. He did. <laughs> but he threw you a golf course, so now you got a little motivation. <laughs> okay, I'll get right on it. We have to wait. We're kind of ending the season here. Utah State 5-2 and two now, 3-1 and one in conference, and they have played what looks on paper to be the tougher half of their schedule. You got New Mexico and New Mexico State down the stretch. You got Hawaii, who's got one road win this year. There are some W's on the board here to take down the stretch. There are, sure. Yeah, I expect them. All right, we'll have Blake Anderson on. He'll join us coming up at 9.30. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. Romney in motion on third and goal. It's Algier leaping into the end zone. Touchdown, BYU. Tenth rushing score this season for Algier, and BYU leads for the first time today. It's Borgie. Keeps his feet and finds the end zone. Touchdown, Washington State. Here in the fourth, it's Algier. He finds the end zone again. Touchdown, BYU. Algier's second score today, adding to his banner afternoon, and the Cougars add on. On third and seven, it's Algier. It's an Algier first down run, and that will do it. 
Tyler Algier, 32 carries, 191 yards. He scores twice. He's the man. The O-line, even though they didn't, uh, they lost Empey there. The O-line did well in front of him. They run the ball and grind out a 21-19 win over Washington State. Big Algier. Impressive, man. Can't say enough about how awesome that was. The losing streak is over. A perfect 4-0 against the Pac-12 with USC looming out there in the season finale. We got to feel good about where they're setting up now. A big game coming up with Virginia. A couple of 6-2 and two teams squaring off Saturday night. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. And the play action throw for the easy six. Keithy lost, then found. Coletto is now in as a fullback. And Nolan is going to throw it to Coletto for the touchdown. Rising burns me twice in the first half. Three times you're not going to burn me. Block punt is picked up. Scoop and score for the Beavers. He's in the wide receiver very much to the top, but they're going to stay inside with B.J. Baylor. What a move to the end zone. Touchdown, Oregon State. Oregon State beats Utah, ends the three-game conference win streak, 42-34. Baylor running for 152 yards on just 19 carries, eight yards a pop. Huge numbers for him and Oregon State down 14-0 rallies to win that game, 42-34. That block punt, scoop and score, they had another one. Got called back on a technicality. Two guys wearing number eight. Okay, well, it's a rule, so I guess it's a penalty. But it's got nothing to do with, hey, could you block the guys running at the punter? Well, didn't he kick it into his own guy? Yeah, that was a weird one uh, on that. And then they end up... uh, Oregon State on a play that doesn't count committing a personal foul. (laughs) And they overcame all of it. Yeah, the kick returns earlier in the season, and now the blocked punts. What is going on up there? We go down air a lot for BYU, but I guess we're up there. Up there. Yeah, as we look to the east, depending on where Uh, you are. Taking the special out of special teams. Yeah. Kyle, we'll get questions about that this morning coming up at 11 a.m. his weekly press conference. Well, special teams were big. Uh, blocked punt and then uh, Washington State blowing a PAT and then running some funky reverse or something when they tried to go for two and end up losing yards. So that, that was who knows what would have happened if uh, they would have just converted that PAT. You know, the score would have been tied. I, I don't know what would have happened. You can guess, but it didn't happen. And I don't know about the block punt. If they got that punt off and there wasn't that scoop and score. And Kyle's got some stat where if you block a punt, your chances of winning go up incredibly. Yeah. 80% or something. Outrageous. So, yeah, the, the, the nature of this season is just throw your hands up in the air trying to figure it out because it has been so up and down for just about everybody. No one's been immune. Even Gonzaga basketball. What? Staple of the West. What? I mean, what? What? What, what? We're talking college football. Gonzaga doesn't play football. It's Gonzaga basketball got to do with this. College season will you tip off You got a DUI. Enough. When's that ever happened before? Never. I mean, it's just been crazy this year. I don't know if it will continue into basketball, but ba- football has just been outrageous on our side of the country. Go ahead and try to predict anything outside of Arizona sucking and Arizona on Friday night. 
They, they have a nice lead going into the fourth quarter. They did. Then they have a chance to get the ball back, and Washington punts, and Arizona's got 12 guys out on the field. Come on, Arizona. <laughs> Washington, two late touchdowns to win that game 21-16. I thought the streak was snapped at 18. Watching that Certainly game progress, like it, yeah. watching as that game went along, I was like, man, PK wanted to lose 20 in a row, and it's not going to happen. Washington can't get anything right. I know. And then they did. And well, they know the they're going to punt, and Arizona's got too many guys on the field and gives the first down to Washington, and they win the ball game. That's incredible. That's what the whole nature of this football season in the West. It's just been unlike anything that I've ever seen. So Arizona keeps losing, and now they got USC. 19 in a row. Will USC make it 20? You wouldn't mind seeing Arizona snap the streak against USC. You would find no, that funny. No, no, no. Really? No. All the USC guys you know? Well, that's you a long give time ago. They, they, they've, they've written off this season. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. And my, my hatred begins and ends with the U of A. No, the SC thing is long since gone. And as far as Arizona and Colorado being really bad, Colorado playing 1-5 Cal, and they get worked 26-3. Worked. Even against a 1-5 team, they can't Yeah, I think Cal was the best 1-5 team in the country. <laughs> and I told you, Arizona and Colorado, whoever won that game, which was Colorado, that's going to be it. I think we're going to have an 0-9 and a 1-8. and and Oregon beats UCLA 34-31. And uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, that was an awesome performance. Forced a fumble, had a couple sacks, four and a half tackles for loss, wreaking the kind of havoc you've expected out of him. Now, he hasn't been healthy enough to play, so we haven't seen it. And defensive guys don't win the Heisman, but how many defensive guys are better than this guy when he's healthy? He's super good, yeah. I yeah. would take him number one. I don't know who's going to get it, but and I don't know who you would have that may have more of an impact than he can have. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. In motion, Navarro. Fake. Peters rolls to the end zone. It is caught. It is caught. Yes! And it's good. Would die to his left. Not surprised. Give him the ball and let him walk it into the end zone. His fourth touchdown of the day. Travis Dye didn't even get touched. Chance Bell. He remains the running back. They want to continue to run. He is down to the goal line. Tell us. Touchdown. Aztecs. Snap to Stroud. Back to throw. Arches it down the right side of the end zone. And it's caught by Olave. Here he is. For the touchdown, Chris Olave. Highlights from another wild day in college football. I don't think there was anything weirder than the first ever nine overtime game. Illinois upset seventh-ranked Penn State 20 to 18. Wildly unsatisfying, highly criticized. I'm expecting a rule change. This can't last. It's not nine overtime. I know. It's just like one play back and forth. I only call the uh, San Diego State victory over Utah two overtimes. The, the rest that doesn't that's, those aren't overtimes. One play does not an overtime make. Right, right. No, that rule's got to change. And why do we why do we call a two point conversion? When we call a ten point conversion, we're just making crap up. And kick the extra point. What are they going to do? Say it. No, we're we're going to kick the extra point. <laughs> 
<laughs> what are they going to do? And, and then would you lose to the team that scores from three yards out? If and then the, throws a touchdown it, pass or no. runs it in? Yeah, well, if they get two. We're going to jack it up. Let's jack it up. Why do you have one. to go for two? Keep the extra point. <laughs> it's probably in the rules somewhere. It's probably got some guys. Yeah, but what are they going to do? Tell you you lost and run off the field. <laughs> no, the other team that, that still has to get the ball. They haven't won. That's like just like you would just take a knee. Now Penn State has to go play Ohio State, and they possibly outscore the Buckeyes. It's going to be a primetime game next weekend. Not based on what I saw Saturday. Ohio State taking it to Indiana 54-7. The other ranked team to go down, previously undefeated Oklahoma State, loses to Iowa State. So now we've gone from 11 undefeated teams down to 9. Coastal Carolina lost a weeknight game to Appalachian State, and then Oklahoma State loses on Saturday. So nine unbeatens left in college football. Nobody in the Pac-12. That sucks Oklahoma for you. I feel bad 12. for you. You're going to have a big undefeated season, and you're still going to go to who the first responders bowl. Well, not if Cincinnati <laughs> can mess something up. <laughs> so now you're rooting against Wait a Cincinnati. One lost Cincinnati <laughs> could finish in front of undefeated San Diego State. So now you're forced to root against Cincinnati, man. you got a convoluted uh, I just, life. I just hope they keep on winning. I, was, I thought they were going to lose to Air Force. That was a good win. <laughs> Why? You think they're they're gonna gonna lose. And you think you're going to lose to Fresno? You think you're going to lose to Nevada? You're a fan. Yeah. <laughs> you got your fanboy. Air Force has <laughs> had a lot of good games against him. Great. And that meant a big difference in 2021, didn't it? Nope. <laughs> that one and the conference title game. Two sweet wins against Air Force. Oh, brother. 7-0. and You act like, oh, yeah, you're in this business, so you lose your fandom. Not fanboy. <laughs> got to hold on to something. Why? Because it's fun. <laughs> I want to ride the roller coaster like everybody else, like we were talking about in the last segment. I know, but you've been in the business 37 years. You're not supposed to. I don't roll. I don't ride the roller coaster nearly to the degree I did. Oh, you're over there started. rooting against Cincinnati versus Navy. Come on, no. stop it. You weren't too. No, Nobody it was early believed. in the day. I thought San Diego State was going to lose. And it doesn't matter. I still think <laughs> they're going to lose, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just take a conference title. I didn't expect that this year. That'd be great. You didn't? No. Why not? Because I don't believe in Brady Hoke. And I could be totally wrong. He could go undefeated. Do you believe in God? an undefeated season in 52 years. Do you believe in God? Yes. (laughs) You calling Brady Hoke God? I mean, where are you going here? What's your point? She want to find out what you believe in. Okay, Calling Brady Hoke God. What are you doing? But I also wouldn't use the D after God like you do towards Brady Hoke. It's totally unacceptable. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Bogarts, the 0-1. And this is lifted in the left field. It backs up Brantley. He makes the catch. And the Houston Astros are headed to the World Series. Your 2021 American League champions, the Houston Astros. Pitch all the way. There's a shot to Dansby. He slides to it. He's got it. Throws over. There is a new champion of the National League. And it is the Atlanta Braves. They have won the 2021 National League pennant. And the Atlanta Braves are going to the World Series. Braves and the Astros. It starts tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. 
All the teams that won 100 games, and there were three of them. Gone, gone, and gone. Tampa Bay, San Francisco, and L.A. All sent packing. Now can the 88-win Braves take down Houston? Sure. They've gotten this far, why not? Yeah. Cardinals plan to hire Oliver Marmol. He's 35 years old. He was St. Louis's bench coach the past two years. Extremely well regarded within the organization. That's a cool name. Marmol. <laughs> He's younger than eight Cardinal players who played this past year. Adam Wainwright, older. Oh, by four years, five years. Got here, Molina. Older. Bet maybe he's the right guy. 35, have you ever heard of him before? Is he a... Uh, oh, I, I've been comer in the business. Is he one of these uh, Ivy League stat guys joined with the GM at the hip? He's actually drafted by the Cardinals in 07. Yeah, come on, man. There it is. Marmel? <laughs> so you don't know, huh? All right, DJ and PK. <laughs> Hashtag RSL. RSL beaten in Chicago, dominated in the opening 45 minutes. They've been good in the first half. Chicago's been terrible. Chicago had played midweek, and RSL was rested, and you never would have known watching the game. Oh, Chicago. They get the goal, and they had a 17-year-old goalkeeper. who's supposed to be pretty good, making his ninth start. He did come up with a couple of very clutch saves in the second half to keep the shutout and beat RSL. Disappointing loss, big negative result in the playoff race for RSL. There had to be some other teams in the West who were very happy to see that score. RSL midweek against Dallas now. They'll be at Dallas on Wednesday night. Never thought they were going to win in both. Thought it was a win in Chicago, loss in Dallas was the best case, most likely scenario. Now they got to go against the odds here and find a way to win in Dallas because they only got two home games, and I don't think six points is going to be enough to get them in. So they're going to have to find some points on the road somewhere. They got this one, and they got a season ender at Kansas City. Need some road points. Not the dreaded rival. Yeah. Hate them so bad. What is trending? It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Nick Ford, Ute offensive lineman, joins us next. Stay with us. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. It's a game Cougar fans have circled for a long time as Bronco Mendenhall makes his return to Provo as the Cougars welcome in the Virginia Cavaliers. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 7 with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it is time now to talk Utah football with Nick Ford, center for the Utes. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Utah will be in a drought next summer. Smart Rain knows the 2022 budget planning for most businesses is underway. Take advantage of their Save Now, Pay Later promotion and do your part while by saving water while saving money. Check out Best of State Award winner Smart Rain at smartrain.net. Nick, good morning. Good morning. 
So, Nick, how do you explain to people what happened in that game? Because at the start of that game, it looked like you guys were just going to dominate them, and then they really took control of that thing. That was as much as you can really see a game turn that quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, give credit where it's due. They got a lot of athletes from scholarship as well. They're a very talented team. We did come out the gates hot, and uh, we need to continue to, you know, push that and um, – not not let it die out, continue to score every drive on offense and continue to stop every drive on defense. But uh they got a they got a good thing going over there and you know, they're a talented team for sure. So Nick, I knew you grew up in Pedro, so you're very familiar with the Pac twelve. I don't recall and I've been following it for a number of years, anything as crazy as this season. Has anything come to mind? Because there has been so many wild games, ups and downs for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I I'm at a loss for words. Like you, man. I've been mean, growing up. You don't really see. You kind of have like you know your your top guys and the lower guys in the conference. And uh, I mean, it's still you know even back then the Pac-12 was like uh, even those bottom guys could be the top team every now and again. You know, put the whole conference head over heels. And um, now it's more or less just like a free for all, and everyone's just beating up on each other every single week, every single time. And, not even every single week, but every single game. It's one one second is this team, next is that team. So, I mean, it's Pac-12 play, and the CFB's like that too right now. So, I mean, yeah, it's just crazy all over. Well, you had a couple chances to flip that game back and win it, and you had fourth down, and you're down there in the red zone, and you weren't able to convert, and a couple touchdowns there. Might have changed the outcome. Maybe Oregon State would have you know, flipped it again. Who knows? I'm curious what you think, though, when you hear fourth and one or fourth and two, and it's a pass play. Is offensive lineman, does that irritate you a little bit? Uh, you know, offensive linemen are going to be greedy. We're always going to run, a, run the ball. But at the end of the day, you know, my coaches, uh, you know, I have faith in them. I have faith in my receivers. I have faith in my quarterback, you know, to, you know, go out and execute. So if they believe that the pass call would be the better call at the time and they believe that, our quarterback's going to get to the receiver, our receiver's going to catch it. You know, I'm going to make sure that my man doesn't get nowhere near the quarterback so we can make that play successful. You know, selfishly, offensive linemen always going to want to run the ball and put the team on their back with the running back. But at the end of the day, I have high respect and trust in my teammates. So, I mean, you know, if, if that's the play call, I'm going to go out and execute. And, you know, it's on to the next play. Since the conference went to 12 teams in, I think, start for the 2011 season, no team has gone 9-0. and zero. It literally has never happened. Uh, so not like you can look at and blow this defeat off, but it was almost inevitable that you were probably going to lose a game. And so what's the attitude as far as, all right, you're 3-1, you're but you're still in first place with five games to go, so you still have an excellent chance to win the South Division. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, you know where you're sitting overall. And the, the thing is, you know, you don't want to go ahead and start looking towards the future. We understand that, you know, we're first in the South right now. But the most important thing is playing UCLA this coming Saturday. I mean, that's that's more important than anything. Um, you know, whatever happens in December with that Pac-12 championship, that's what happens. But um, we're not going to get there unless we go one week at a time. So that's what we really got to focus on instead of getting uh, caught up in a lull of uh, settling in first place right now for the South. 
You know, Nick, we've been doing this for a while, so we've heard a lot of players and coaches on a lot of different teams say that, and sometimes it rings true and sometimes it rings hollow. I would think this week it rings true. If you just look at the standings, a chance to – if the Bruins win, so you both have two losses and they'd have the tiebreaker. If you win, you're up two games in the loss column and you got the tiebreaker. This is a huge game. There's no need to look ahead. A massive game is sitting right in front of you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's going to be over here at Salt Lake. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's at nighttime, so it's going to be a crazy crowd. I know they got a talented team, and we got a talented team, and, you know, I'm looking forward to it. We're, uh, you know, we already started watching film, and we're going to go out and practice a little bit, lift some weights, and, uh, you know, get to execute and make sure our game plan is getting ready and tightened up. We're already starting Monday, um, and that's that's just what we got to do. We got to, you know, knock this one off our shoulders and understand that this week really could mean everything. Cam Rising seems to pull some stuff out of the hat on a third and long, and he manages to get first downs through his running. Uh, how fun is it to block for him? How, how hard is it to block for him? How fun is it for it to how block for him? Because yeah. it looks like he's going to be caught or captured or cornered in, but somehow he gets out of it and he gets a first down. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, the, like the play that comes to mind is when I threw my guy on the floor and I – stood up to block him again and I saw Cam just boom go right by me and you know he's sneaky fast um it's fun knowing that you got a guy back there that can move around um but it's also as offensive lineman it's scary at some point too because you know sometimes uh those guys get a little happy footed especially when you know the defense does a good job covering and try to run and then you got to know how to let your guy go and that's that's the one thing alignment doesn't you know want to do is you know the uh, Deanne's pulling away, and the tackle doesn't know the quarterback's not inside the pocket still. But, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. It's a different uh, different feel every single play. You know he's going to be moving around. You know he's going to be put in the best spot, whether that's uh, moving in our pocket to throw the ball or running down the field. And I always tell him, hey, Cam, if you, if you need to break the pocket and you want to go, just call my name and tell me left or right, and I'll start running with you. I don't know <laughs> if I keep up, but... <laughs> So the way you say that, you got to know to let your guy go. It kind of suggests that you might be holding and figuring, I'm going to get away with it as long as the guy's trying to get through me to the quarterback. But if he turns to run away, it becomes really obvious to the ref I'm holding. Did I read that yeah, right? Exactly, because, I mean, that's, that's offensive line play no matter where you go. Everywhere in Pac-12, down to SEC, all the way to the NFL. I mean, um, Hold, it's, it's, it's more considered holding when your arms start getting extended and without outside of your frame. Um, but there's there's no way you're gonna be able to play patty cake and move somebody who's hitting your hand. So you know you gotta have tight hands, a solid punch, grab and drive. And uh, it's harder for those tackles. Not as hard for the interior, but I especially remember when I was playing tackle where you know that that DN just you know starts going away from you and you try to get up on them and you know that one split second. You can even let go, but that one split second is, is, is not a good look. You're a veteran guy. You've been through the ropes in this football program. So many of your teammates, uh, they're young, and last year they played, but it was such a funky season. No crowds, games being put together at the last second, games being canceled, all that stuff. How much different do you think it is for these young guys compared to last year? And even though they got some experience out on the field, it wasn't the full football experience that they're having to go through this year. Yeah, I mean, it's completely different. And I mean, uh, everyone, even if you play a new position, it's, it's, it's completely different. The, having a crowd noise and the atmosphere, everything, 
it changes everything. I, I don't know really what there is to say about it. Um, like, for instance, I know some of the guys had a rough start, and, you know, they're now starting to come around and understand, like, how to perform under their circumstances. And, you know, I could even talk about myself because last year I got moved to center and really didn't have no um, center quarterback exchange issues. But the first couple games, you know, you kind of start getting a little amped up, start holding, the, you hold the ball a little too tight, then it starts going out where you want. So I had to learn to, you know, when I heard that crowd roaring, that, you know, you can't grip that ball like that. So, I mean, uh, it's, it's definitely a change in the atmosphere because it changes, you know, your intensity and how hard you grip things or how hard you hit somebody or, you know, just your overall passion. And that's, uh, I think, one thing that our guys have came around to and done a really good job of doing. But this is way more fun than that, right? Oh, yeah, way more fun, 100% more fun. All right, well, you're right. It is a Saturday night game, 8 o'clock with UCLA. That ought to be fun. We're looking forward to it. Good luck, Nick, and we will talk to you again next week. Appreciate it. See you all there. Nick Ford, University of Utah Center, joining us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I didn't even think about that with him. As far as center, it's different this year. Now, his guy's a veteran pro guy, and a veteran in the program, I'm trying to say. and But moving to center... Uh, last year for this year, he, he sort of counts this year as his first full season, and I think maybe I underestimated that whole thing. I I know not having a crowd there is different for a lot of reasons. I never considered a center in a shotgun gets amped up hearing the crowd noise, and that can mess up the snap. That had never occurred to me. Right, I hundred percent believe him. And there were a bunch of reasons I thought crowd noise was important. You know, it can rattle a team on the road. They can lose their composure. Uh, it can certainly make getting plays in and, and changing play at the line of scrimmage hard. I think we understand all of that. And, and if it amps up a quarterback and he overthrows a deep ball, okay, I even get that. I had not considered the center at all. But lots of things are just a little bit different when you take the crowd away, and that's just one more on the list. So I think in, in the final analysis, there's still games to be played, obviously, for the Utes. They've already had their bye, so they still got five, right? Uh, I think I overestimated them this season. And now that I've seen it, uh, I can see that I overestimated them. And so, Although I picked them to go 9-3. and three. Uh, I think you'll which, probably be wrong, but you could be right. The odds of teams going undefeated from here on out, not great. Somebody in the conference could do it. Well, yeah, but, but all, it's all, not great. all Utah has to do is go 3-0. and And that makes it easier. It do. Oregon and Oregon State have to play each other, so that will knock one of, one of those teams is going to have to absorb a loss. Utah and ASU could both win out, but they won't. Oh, I'd be. Sh- I wouldn't You'd be, be shocked. shocked if Utah- you would be shocked. No, because Utah has both- Arizona and Colorado left. Oh, I thought I thought you were going with the both. If they both won out, you would be shocked. Oh, if I combined them both, yeah, that's what okay, I said. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, I understand. But you're I right. If one team yeah, wins right. out, it would be more likely. That uh, you-, you said and I thought you meant or, but yeah, you're right. I got you. Arizona State still has to go to Oregon State. That was hard for the Utes. They always lose when now they go there. <laughs> November, and, and they start the game at 10.30 at night. 10.30. Pacific time, no. not Eastern time. <laughs> and it Come seems on, like man. it's a driving rain. Uh, and, they, and they freeze the field, so it's ice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. 
If they actually did that. <laughs> you bring those they lose soft, their- sunny uh, Arizona desert guys. <laughs> now who's being the fan? <laughs> well, Oregon State's got a good team this year. And the Sun Devils, they might be the epitome of wildly inconsistent. They might be the, the poster team for what this season in the West slash Pac-12 has been. What do you got? How many penalties are you going to commit? If you commit five, you got a good chance. You commit 25, not so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. They lost five in a row up there, although they've now won two out of three. Yeah, but last year doesn't count. So you're only going to say one out of two yeah. then. So that means six losses in the last seven trips up there. Right. Yeah. And then this is their third year in a row. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Larry Scott always had it out for us. <laughs> You can't blame him for the third one. Ah, why not? He's Larry he knew, Scott. Because he knew he was toast and he had no input on the football schedule. Yeah, do whatever you want. I'm out of oh, here. He added, they added the game last year. That one you can pin on him. Right. You, you can pin 2020 on Well, him. that's why it's this year for three in a row because of last year. I can do the math. <laughs> so I can so pin it on him. So that's how three in a row works. Yes, so All I right. can pin it on DJ him. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Blake Anderson, Aggie head coach, in the driver's seat in the Mountain Division. He's going to join us at 930 right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The new zone lineup is here. Give it up, give it up, With the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10, followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hans and Scotty from noon to 3. And then the zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 7, live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Utes fall 42-34. Certainly a lot of it's on the defense against the run and special teams, but the offense had some opportunities they didn't cash in on. Cam Rising on the goals for the Utah offense moving forward. We just need to, need to finish in those situations. There's no, there's no other way of putting it. Just make sure that we, we do what we need to do as an offense to make sure that we get that ball in the end zone. Utes were stopped on fourth down in the red zone a couple times in the 42-34 loss. That's your Utes of 50 update brought to you by Bill Bar, whether it's double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, or salted caramel. Enjoy a Bill Bar, 100% real chocolate, 100% real delicious. Order yours today at Bill.com and save 10% off your order using the promo code ZONE at checkout. That's Bill Bar. Your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer strong play of the weekend. They are a lot of confusion. Are they yeah. going to be able to get the field to go in? Where's the Where's clock the not clock? starting? Why is the clock not starting? Here comes the field goal attempt. Low snap. Kick is up. And it is no good. He missed it left. He missed it left. Confusion on the field by Colorado State. And the Aggies are going to win this game. Kevin, what the hell just happened? No. It's CSU again. What's with the weird CSU endings? Well, he can't go what the hell just happened twice. Sorry. 
14, 16, 18 guys running around out there. You're spiking the ball. You're kicking the field goal. And go ahead and explain what they need to do. Miscommunication. Spiking the ball would have No, been no, good. no. About what they do for the contest. Oh, at 4.50 today? Yeah. yeah. You got your chance to win. You got to know the play. They'll ask you what the play is. I mean, you're not hearing Al Michaels. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> you can't do it. You got one shot. I texted him. I was listening. I was in the car. And I heard it. I heard Did it. Did you really text him? You can't. You can't go twice. Uh, no. Funny. No. You can't go twice. Not what the hell just happened. He. It was four, Scotty. You know it was. No. The first one worked big time. The second time, like, do you believe in miracles? I don't believe what I just saw. No. <laughs> Other famous calls. Every time there's a diving catch. I don't believe what I just saw. <laughs> there's, there's, there's three most famous calls of all time. Do you believe in miracles? The Giants win the pennant. The Giants win the pennant. The Giants win the pennant. No, no, no. I Jack Buck, I don't believe what I just saw. That's a good on, one. Uh, it was Gibson's home run, right? And then the Durant shot. I've seen it all. Al <laughs> <laughs> Al Michaels. Yeah. Jack Buck. Yeah. Patrick Kinahan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Two ASU grads. Me and Al. I don't know where Jack went. Jack snuck in there. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. You can't have a monopoly. It just doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah. Those are your three most famous calls. I do want to talk to Duran about that. I mean, he's won Olympic gold and NBA titles, but I'll bet he remembers a shot from the, his first summer league game. Yeah. Oh, I've seen it all. And looking over at the broadcast table, smiling at us like, yeah, that was pretty There's cool. video of it. <laughs> oh, I've seen it all. <laughs> he looks over. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I am awesome. <laughs> and he was. It was awesome. <laughs> it was a summer league game, but. Irregardless. Yeah, I, I agree. A play's a play. I mean, I'm still talking about Zach Wilson's practice throw. <laughs> oh, I've seen it all. And I had to step on you there. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to stop the broadcast. Durant's looking at us and smiling. He knows. You're loud, PK. <laughs> the crowd was going nuts, and he heard you over the crowd. Your piercing voice. Well, I was right next oh, to him. I've seen it all. <laughs> 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 and you make fun of everyone who does play by play, and then you hear that, you're like, that was fun. That was a good time. <laughs> I make fun of people who you do play. You do, I'm too. jealous. You mock I got us. three games you mock. as a color analyst. You mock me. And boom. You mock me. You mock Scotty G. <laughs> I'm trying to help both of you. <laughs> oh, you, would, you would mock Steve Klauke if you could track him down. <laughs> That's a mocking. He would, Steve. Trust yeah, me. If I mock everybody, I mock no one. No, those are the three famous calls there. You can't. Next time I do a color analyst job, I'm not going to scream out, oh, I've seen it all. <laughs> oh, I've seen most of it. <laughs> but they let me do it for three games, then I got fired from that. Didn't really get fired. Sure I did. I they didn't ask me like, back. Yeah. That's true. I they, didn't f- ask, they didn't ask me back either. I but didn't. you didn't. You get hired to do it all the time. I think like the next year there was a lockout, and then the whole summer league went away for a couple of years. Yeah, you get over it. You get yeah. what you get. Nobody has asked me to do it again. Yeah, you did a quarter up at the Huntsman Center. You did do it again. 
No, we I went didn't. up there. Yeah, you did. We went up there and we rotated through a doing that. A quarter doesn't I count. <laughs> but you were back on the mic. Give me a break. A quarter. Why? Because Locke went to Hawaii. So yeah, I got yeah, to that's do a, it. That was our big break. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Changed the course of I always wanted to be everything. a color guy. That was my big shot, and nothing ever came of it. And I thought I was excellent. Blake Anderson, Aggie head coach, is coming up at 9:30. Question of the day on the way. Stay with us.